0: Hello and welcome to the Movie Bunker podcast and tonight I'm delighted to be joined by Olivia Marks. Welcome to the podcast Olivia.
1: Hi thanks for having me.
0: For those who might not be familiar with your work what is it you you do on a day-to-day basis?
1: So I'm an entertainment reporter for Bauer so I basically will do junkets and things when um, actors are coming to promote their movies and likewise with musicians as well whenever they've got new music out we'll interview them and do cool, fun features with them. Um, So it's kind of a mixture between films and music but I'd say I do mostly kind of film stuff um, things we do with musicians and more kind of cool games and that kind of thing we kind of put um, most of our junkets on heat and then we distribute um, others to brands that we see best fit so our brands include Kiss, Magic, Absolute um, and then magazines as well, like Grazia and Closer.
0: You get to see some really interesting a as well. I guess it's the yeah. fun part of your job.
1: Yeah, some very very cool <laughs> people.
0: <laughs> I mean, I must when I look at these uh, like junket things that these, mm. these actors do, the press tours, and you always think of the it, how uh, monotonous it might be for them, and then how mm-hmm. you've got how you've got to kind of try and um, inject something else into what might have been quite a, a long traumatic day for them. <laughs> yeah. It no. must be quite difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a real challenge, but um, I guess what I kind of do is take, always kind of take things from, from the film and try and relate it to their lives. So you get something more about them as a person, which I think people are really interested in, as, as well as obviously talking about the film. Um, That's so kind of my challenge.
0: <laughs> what, without naming names, because obviously that would be extremely mm. unprofessional. And what's been sort of the most frosty, challenging interview you've done?
1: I did an interview not long ago and it was a paired one and the one of the actors was quite frosty it was kind of you know as you say when they're when they're doing these interviews over and over again um, and I think some of the questions that I prepared they kind of didn't have answers for and so I was I'd kind of come up with some kind of unusual, slightly fun questions. And I think that that threw one of the actors a bit because he was used to kind of talking about the same thing over and over again. And I guess maybe being a bit lazy. Mm. Um, so he was kind of taken aback by having to maybe think of something different yeah. to talk about and wasn't kind of willing to open up as much.
0: And some of actors really love it, don't they? When, they come, when you sort of surprise them with things and they, they are as well... As aware of of your pre- the pressure that's on you to make them um, deliver interesting content as well as as well as being the person who's having to do it every time and, and I guess if you're good natured in the first place it makes the whole thing go a lot more smoothly but you can't really rely on that every single time can you
1: mm, Yeah, not every, you can't have an amazing perfect interview every time. Um, although from my experience with junkets, I guess. I've actually been overwhelmed with how lovely and open the actors are Mm. it's only very very occasionally that I've had a bad frosty experience I'd say only about twice maybe um, experiences that stick out the Mm. rest they're kind of really up for it and I guess you know it's part of the job to promote the film that they're in and they want to do as good as a job as possible. And if you come with original questions, I think that that shows that you've done your research and that you're interested as well. And they respect that.
0: Exactly. I think it's, it's definitely a two way street, isn't it? In terms mm. of that. So let's get to the movie in hand. So you've chosen a right doozy for us today in the, uh, in the bunker. What <laughs> film have you chosen to, to dive into today?
1: So I've chosen to talk about Burlesque, which I think is a great film. And I don't think it deserves the low ratings that it's received. I was actually really, really shocked uh, to find that it had 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it deserves a lot better.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, the audience score is what's really important. And it's kind of what we gauge, what is a successful movie and what isn't. Mm. And you've just got to look at examples that we've done recently in this kind of genre, which is, you know, the greatest showman is is a good example of something which is climbing the kind of cri- the, the critics' or climbing in terms of critics' uh, thoughts about that film as it, as it differs now from when it came out because how success, successful it's been with audiences. So this one, okay, the, the tomato meter is 36%, but the audience score is 64%. Go on to something like IMDb. It rates a lot higher as well because... With IMDb, you find that actually the more people review it and the more um, kind of uh, Joe Bloggs will go on and write a review of this film, the higher and higher that will, s- that will get from when it's like initial release uh, kind of review. And so these, these movies are out there, but they kind of they grow with the audience, I think is a good way of saying it. And they become, you know, quote unquote cult classics.
1: Mm, definitely. And I think as well, this film came out 10 years ago. And I think, you know, now the film's on Netflix and more people are discovering it. And I think it's a film that's really grown with time. I think mm. if this film were to be released in cinemas now, it would be welcomed with open arms and have much better reviews than was originally received.
0: How much to Los Angeles? One way or a round trip?
1: You're kidding, right?
0: What could happen if I'm that chick is enough to do? I step into the fantasy You never wanna leave, baby, that's guaranteed Why? Wow! Girls, come
1: on! We have a show to Let's go, let's go, let's go,
0: let's go! Are you Tess? And you're in my mirror because? I've never seen anything like this before. Great enthusiasm, terrible timing. That chick that was backstage yesterday. I want to be up there, I want to do that. Question is, do you have the talent? Because you're on. What is she doing up there? I think she's auditioning.
1: Hey Dave, cut it! Hold on a second, just tell me what you're looking for. I'm looking for someone who can do the routine. Now you want to show me something? Show me that. Drop the curtain, come on, let's go. Where's the curtain. You never told me you could sing like that.
0: What are you so excited about? She's your replacement. Here, put this on. If you fall off the stage, leg extended, boobs out. You killed it tonight. Thanks, Jack. You like her
1: the proposal exactly. <laughs> Just yes or no. It's fun
0: being a girl, isn't it? Beautiful.
1: And
0: remember, with that, don't pull the trigger. Let
1: me hear you say, yeah! Any questions?
0: Let's go into a little bit of a tiny plot synopsis. So a small town girl ventures to Los Angeles and finds her place in a neo burlesque club run by a former dancer. So it's, it's really quite a precise piece of plot synopsis there from IMDb. And really there's not much else to it, is there?
1: No, it's it's simple. It's kind of, I guess this is why people didn't like it too much. It's kind of a story that's been told a million times before. That whole girl going to a new city, achieving her dreams. Um, it's predictable, but I think it's really, really great and feel good. And the music is amazing. The dancing's amazing. The costumes are brilliant. I, I love
0: it. So it was directed by Steve Antin, who actually wrote the the main screenplay as well and he's not done a great deal since but most people might recognize him if you saw him as uh, one who played troy in the goonies back in 1985 which i had no idea for me it lacked a little bit of um, originality which you've touched on but what do you really want from this kind of film and what are you going in to see when you've got some really decent acting talent on screen as well which really hold that movie up should we go into the cast a little bit
1: yeah the cast is iconic
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's brilliant i mean obviously obviously for those who haven't seen it it really is kind of christina aguilera's movie in the fact that she is front and center she's she plays this character very well she's certainly got the 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 lungs to perform the songs and, and to carry them off with the panache and the kind of wow factor that you would expect would you agree
1: yeah definitely um i think with the songs you come away feeling completely empowered The music is, as I've said before, it's amazing. I listen to the songs all the time. And sometimes you just need a film that's easy to watch. Yes, it's a bit bonkers and the storyline isn't the most well thought out. As I say, it's pretty predictable, but the songs, the, the acting, I think the acting is, Fine. I mean, Cher actually said that she's embarrassed about her performance in this, but I think she gives a great performance. And I love the fact that that Stanley Tucci's in it. I think it's such and it's amazing as well to have such a strong female cast as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's weird that Cher would say that because I don't think she's any more or less good (laughs) for want of a better word, than any of her recent movies she's done. She's done some pretty serious stuff back in the day. And her recent output has been of this kind of thing, where she kind of does a kind of almost like a cameo, but like an extended cameo. It's like, I'm here, I'm Cher, I'm big, I'm bold, I'm sassy. This is kind of me, take me as I am. And I think she delivers delivers this in exactly the same way as a lot of the other movies she's done.
1: Yeah, like as she did... um in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. I think it's weird that she says that she's embarrassed about being in Burlesque and it's one of the worst films she's ever done when she kind of had that kind of similar performance in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. I think it's slightly strange because I think her performance in this is much better, but people love Mamma Mia Here We Go again.
0: It's got a massive following, hasn't it? That's yeah. the thing. It's kind of it and I think this is kind of of a similar ilk. It's kind of like one of those uh Friday, Saturday night feel good films that you stick on with some popcorn and just enjoy from your sofa. Other decent people in this are as you mentioned, uh Stanley Tucci, which is when I saw him on, on the screen, I almost Uh, did a little whoop, because I love that guy. He's the best. When you see him in any film, he kind of just brings so much Tucci to it. He's so good. And him and Cher are almost like a great little, um, they could have a spin-off series. Yeah, they're a great
1: duo. They just make me happy. And that's what this film does as well. Just makes me happy.
0: They have some great dialogue together. It's kind of like he's this long-suffering sort of, is he like a... What is he in terms of the role is he like the her manager or something or, yeah uh,
1: he's like almost like her right-hand man
0: yeah she like deals with a lot of casting and yeah uh, those open casting auditions and things like that he's kind of the, the voice of reason and a very a, a a nice listener he's kind of always quite approachable and brings the the ladies up that you know that are working for for Cher uh, as character Tess kind of gives them a shoulder to cry on as well a lot of the time and just builds their morale a little bit um, but yeah he's fantastic and i say yes i said h- him and share work so great together on screen i'm surprised they haven't done more together in the past So who was surprised to see was uh, Kristen bell
1: yeah in
0: in a role that she's never you don't really associate with because she's a mean girl in this
1: <laughs> yeah i know
0: <laughs> it's very different to kind of what what you'd associate her with being like you know um the good place and you know voicing frozen and things like that
1: yeah um i i was you kind of forget that she's in it Mm. in a way um because this film is so overlooked um and as you say it kind of gives yeah i i mean when i watch it again i'm like oh she's in it and it kind (laughs) of gives me that it's just a nice surprise because you do kind of forget that this is one of her films
0: yeah she's playing against type or maybe this was kind of one of her earlier kind of outings where she was I guess before she potentially would have been typecast in a way because everyone Mm. sees her as kind of like a cookie cutter kind of feel to her roles that she's done where she's, she's funny and she definitely has a great screen presence, but this is her playing, as I say, against type as someone who's out to sabotage uh, Christina Aguilera's career or, you know, the start of her career essentially, and, you know, wanting her to not succeed where potentially she's become quite, arrogant in in her day-to-day life. Alan Cumming is in this as well, who who does a fantastic job with the makeup and a Scottish actor who who loves his kind of camp role, I think, as well.
1: Mm, Definitely. Definitely. He's great in it.
0: What kind of scenes do you think sort of stand out for you then, Olivia? Um,
1: For me, it's the big music numbers, because that's what the film's really all about um the final scene is one of my favorites when they perform burlesque express that's it express um it's it's just it's bold it's fun it's colorful and for me Christina Aguilera she's one of my favorite um artists I think she has an incredible voice and it's just a bit of fun that's that's all it is and You know, sometimes, as I said before, you just you want a film that makes you feel good. And this film is certainly that. And, you know, you can watch it with friends and it's kind of a fun time. It's a film that you can stick on. You don't have to think too much about it, but it's guaranteed enjoyment for a lot of people.
0: I think it came out at a pretty good time as well, because people were probably the audience. I think it was going after were people that may have been a little bit too young for something like Showgirls and maybe a little bit too old for Coyote Ugly, something like that. So it kind of molds those three films together and creates something that's a lot more sort of watchable for a, a teen to early adult kind of audience. Uh, yeah, so it's a PG-13, so it's accessible for very wide audience, isn't it?
1: Mm, and um, it's funny because when it came um, on Netflix, my whole timeline on Twitter was just flooded with people celebrating that <laughs> it's back and that people were able to watch it over and over again. Um, I think people do really love it.
0: So I'm just going to read out a couple of the reviews that it got at the time. So sorry, it might be offensive, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, the, the splats that it got on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, so Independent uh, UK said awful; it was awful. Um, Wall Street Journal said it's possible; it's impossible to know if Christina Aguilera's is actually acting since the music video cutting rhymes don't give her her time to sustain so much as a compound sentence, not that the script provides any, which is very mean, (laughs) because what are you looking for in your kind of small town girl kind of uh, movie anyway? Um, Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian said, uh, the only relevant choreography would have shown Bob Fosse spinning out of his grave do know what that's about. And, and someone else from film.com said burlesque aims for classy and hits somewhere around inoffensive. So, okay. He's admitting that it's an inoffensive watch, which is something, <laughs> but you kind of nailed it really in terms of what you said, Olivia, it's a, a fun movie to put on and, and it's, it's got a very wide, um, wide reach because there's, there's no nudity. There's no swearing. It's very um, it's not very sexual apart from the dancing. But does that mean that it's not really reflecting the subject matter, which is the thing I was going to ask you, because I don't really know a lot about burlesque per se. But I mean, it's not really burlesque, is it?
1: Mm, I mean, that's actually a really interesting point that you've raised. Um, I don't know much about burlesque, but I guess it probably isn't I as think the- reflective as that kind of, I don't know, burlesque dancers, but just, I, I don't know. Well,
0: I, from what I know, which is very little, but I had a little bit of research <laughs> in terms of what I read, but burlesque is all about the um, kind of trying to arouse or be sexual, but not give anything away. But this is this is not really that. Yes, the, the girls are coming out, they're not potentially dressed in very much, but they're dressing in like a showy way, like a stage performance type way. But there's not really any... Um strip teasing, there's no uh kind of prelude to anything else that might be sexual, so I think potentially this has been mismarketed originally, do you think?
1: Mm, yeah, perhaps um but then it's that question I don't know. do you need um nudity and certain dancing to reflect? I don't know the whole picture of burlesque. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I think the certain dances and stuff it kind of, it it does. Um, and I guess I don't know. they're performing to an audience, so that's kind mm-hmm. of burlesque.
0: And certainly the way they kind of um show the club at the very first when she first sort of sets foot in this this like a neon burlesque club that's kind of um very exclusive the atmosphere is quite tasteful. It's Mm. not seedy. It's just dark and exciting. Um, Everyone's dressed really boldly and smartly. And then she's instantly attracted to what's going on on stage and, uh, and what's going on around her strikes up that really great friendship with the Mm. uh, romance, uh, the love interest with the barman. And then you see her kind of going from this kind of, Blossoming into someone that can really hold the stage, which is kind of what Cheryl's was after, and and it's like that thing from Sing, the movie with the with the animals in it. The the show goes on regardless, doesn't it? And they they mm. make the money and save because isn't the isn't the venue up for sale? Or oh, she needs to remortgage it because they're not making enough money or something.
1: Yeah, and they need to save the whole venue. Yeah,
0: um,
1: but I guess it's got in terms of reflecting burlesque. It's glamorous. It's glitzy. Um, it's fun, it's camp. So in a way, I guess it kind of does reflect the world of burlesque.
0: Yeah, yeah. But just maybe not in the way, well, in a PG-13 way, which is what kind
1: exactly, of... What exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> so it's 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 burlesque light, you could say. <laughs> burlesque <laughs> for beginners.
1: Burlesque for youngsters.
0: <laughs> is there anything else that you've kind of picked up on when you were watching this again that, that kind of really gels for
1: you on screen. I don't know I think it's particularly important that this film has a, such a strong female um cast mm. when a lot of films I guess back then uh didn't have that strong female led cast which this mm. film does have. Um and I think it's an empowering film for you know for women mm. for young girls is which is dis- why I think that if the film did come out now it would be received slightly differently. Yeah. Um, I think it would be more welcome. And I know that they're completely different films, but uh, we obviously had Hustlers that came out last year, another female led cast, mm. um, which I don't know, when I was thinking about this film, um, it kind of made me made me think if this came out 10 yeah. years later, that people would be really applauding it.
0: Mm. Well, I think it's fantastic. And I, I mean, it's not something I would normally ever sit down to watch, but um, from doing the podcast, I'm being enlightened from episode to episode. And that's what Matt and I always say, you know, these films are critically panned, but um, loved by audiences. And, and that's the whole point of our podcast. Even though we do like to have a little giggle at things every now and again, I think that's fair. But um, ultimately we're here to try and find the good ones and, and the right things to say. So definitely not a bunker movie, uh, Olivia. So this is being um shot out of the bunker uh, and onto the DVD shelves of the general public, and well, it's out there now. It's on. It's on Netflix to so go and fill your boots with some nice burlesque action. <laughs>
1: Amazing!
0: So, thanks ever so much for coming on and, and uh, you know promoting this fantastic movie. But what can we see you doing in next? I know it's a difficult time at the moment with the lockdown, and we're all struggling for things to do. Yeah, what's kind of keeping you busy?
1: Um, well, hopefully. I'll be able to be doing some interviews, um, well, virtual junkets and things like that. No, it's really tricky because at the moment we're kind of diving into old content and resurfacing that. Mm. Um, but hopefully, there'll be films coming out soon or TV series coming out mm. that we'll be able to chat with people on video chat, yeah. on Zoom, on whatever, um, and still and I'll still be able to carry on speaking to people and getting content out there.
0: Yeah, and this is, this short, this is very much a feeling that this is short-term, but actually in terms of how damaging it might be for the industry, um, obviously there's a lot of movies in the can already. Mm. The studios are already trying to see or find different, different ways to approach releasing that content, which they may well have been not so easy, eager to do uh, you know, last year. Because people have been talking about home cinema for a very long time, and is, mm. this, the, is this the best day? You know, is this the most efficient way to get films in front of people? Um, What do you think about that? Do you think this is the future online releasing and and stay-at-home cinema?
1: I think it could be the future, Um, not anytime soon. I don't think.
0: No. Um,
1: But I think that this has been a really, really interesting time in terms of um, studios putting out films, deciding not to wait, and Mm. putting those films out now um, for home cinemas um i think it's been really really interesting
0: thanks olivia for coming on
1: thank you so much for having me and
0: hopefully we'll have you on in the bunker again soon
1: yeah definitely take care bye
0: thanks again to olivia it's a great chat if you're new to the podcast don't forget to subscribe leave a rating and if you've got time it'd be great if you could leave a review because it really helps we're on all the social media platforms Just search for the Movie Bunker Podcast or go to our website, moviebunkerpodcast.com. We will be back with another lockdown special with Matt, so keep your ears peeled for that. In the meantime, take care. See you later.